Hey man, thank you for tuning us in. I'm Daryl Bailey, Servants for Christ. Happy Valentine's Day to all of you. I hope and pray that you've taken care of your family to let them know how much you love you, uh, how much God loves you, and how much that you love them. It is the reflection of the love of Christ from the cross of Calvary that gives us the idea of what love is all about. And so, as we get into the message for this night of Valentine's, take your Bibles to Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 20. I'm going to talk to you about Paul's Valentine commandments. Paul's Valentine commandments. Amen. This is February the 14th, 2024, the 5th of Adar 1, 5784 of the Hebrew calendar. Thank you for tuning us in as we get into the wonderful word of God. God is better to us than we are our own selves. I remember when I was growing up and uh, back in uh, 1974, uh, another pastor uh, in Bartow County, uh, Greg Patterson and myself, we didn't know that we were going to be pastors later on, but we were playing ball for the county down at Pop Willis Ballfield down in Ackworth, Georgia. And as we was down there that year, uh, 1974, uh, there was a song that came out even when we were young kids. And uh, of course, uh, I know that uh, today as uh, uh, we uh, all listen to gospel music, but Back then, uh, when we listened to uh, this song, it was from the group Redbone. The song, it came out in 1974, Come and Get Your Love. Redbone had wore that traditional uh, Native American garb, and they introduced it with chanting and uh, dancing. But uh, we didn't really know all of that back then. We were just a young kid, and we heard this song, and it was a catchy tune, and it reminded us of love. And we thought of it all of these years. And when it was introduced in the song, Lolly Vegas tells his girlfriend that she's perfect the way that she is. What's the matter with your hair? He asked before explaining, there's nothing wrong with her hair. There's nothing wrong with her sign. There's n or anything else that's wrong with her. It's a very affirmative and empowering song where he encourages her to take what she deserves. Come and get your love. And I'm glad that Jesus wants you to come and get your love because it all starts at the cross of Calvary. And I'm glad that when we take the wonderful word of God, that God can use each and every one of us when we look at the commandments of love. Here, we see Paul's Valentine commandments. And as we get ready to read them, and get into the word of God. Here, uh, as every one of us have our favorites, uh, we look at uh, the old songs sometimes of the, of the past days of all the gospel hymnals that uh, begins to reflect love for us, amen. And I'm glad that like all of those old songs, uh, I'm glad that we all have songs that stick with us even from our childhood. And here we look at the commandments of love on this Valentine's Day of 2024. And let's have a word of prayer before we go into the scripture. Uh, Father, thank you for this opportunity. Here this holiday occasion is all of us look back on our 
years of love. Thank you for the 35 years uh, with our wife, plus one uh, to go with that as we dated a year and begin to, Lord, know through the seasons that the, the one that you sent our way was going to be the one that we would remain with for the rest of our life. And Lord, we're so thankful that you sent her our way. And Lord, for the many out there that have a commitment of love that has lasted, Lord, for all this time, Lord, come and get your love. Father, I'm glad that every one of us, that you've joined us together with a commitment for love in our marriage vows. Lord, how great love is. And Lord, how fast life goes by. It just seems like it was yesterday, Lord, when we had an old holy t-shirt on. And uh, our, uh, the wife came by to check us out on the first date before we went out. Lord, I pray for the many out there that are searching for love and yet have not found it. They're searching for satisfaction, but they can't find it. They're searching for peace, but they can't find it. Lord, I thank God that it started with you. I came and got my love from Jesus Christ. That started my love. And once I knew about your love, I knew how to determine love for my life. And Lord, how that I made a commitment to ask you to be the keeper of my soul. Now bless the many that listen tonight. The many that get representation in flowers and candy. And uh, Lord, their affection that we let them know. But every single day, we're so thankful for our spouses, for our families. Lord, for the love and what Valentine's is all about. When we look at each other and are thankful for the love that's represented because you're in the center of our marriage and in our lives. And we praise you and thank you for this. In Jesus' marvelous mighty name, amen. Here as we get into the word of God, the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse 9, let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. He goes on, be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love and honor preferring one another. And then in verse 11, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. I'm glad that he goes on. He says in verse 12, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. In verse 13, dist uh, distributing to the necessity of saints given to hospitality. Bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice. Weep with them that weep. And then lastly, on down to verse 16, 17, 18, and 20. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceit. Recompense to no man evil for evil, providing things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath for it is written. Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thy enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. I'm glad here that Paul lists 10 ways that believers can express love for others in their daily lives. I'm glad that every one of us, when we begin to look and realize that as Paul lists 10 ways that believers can express their love for others in their daily lives, we see three categories that he puts these 10 commandments, and so to speak, of Paul's commandments for Valentine, that he begins to space them out. First category, he says, 
Love looks out for others. Secondly, love seeks to understand. And third category, love takes the high road. Amen. And so here we begin to start out as he tells us, amen. Love looks out for others. I'm glad that here is one of the things that he tells us, amen, that our natural tendency is to look out for ourselves first and to do what we can for others when it's convenient. But our tendency also is to make sure that we get the recognition that we deserve, that we get all that we've got coming to us first and then let the other person take care of themselves. Paul is telling us to take a different approach. He's telling us to look out for the other person, to do what we can to help one another. Amen. And so I'm glad that this love is not only just for our spouses, but it's the love that every Christian ought to have throughout the world. Amen. I'm glad that we see that first category. Love looks out for others. Amen. And he tells us that it involves, first of all, that we are to be devoted to one another, he says in verse 10. And so I'm glad here, as he tells us this, the Greek word for devotion is a word that's used to describe family relationships. That's what Paul is saying here. Treat other believers like family members because that's what they are. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. And so I'm glad that that love looks out for others, amen, as Paul's commandments of love, amen. Be devoted to one another, but secondly, you see, give honor to one another, amen. Honor one another above yourselves, praise God. And so be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love and honor preferring one another, verse 10 says, amen. And I'm glad that as we practice playing the second fiddle, what better way to put it? You show love by taking the back seat and now and then and putting your wants on the back burner and looking in instead of others' needs. Hallelujah. This is what America needs more than anything else in the world. Praise God. Paul echoed the words out of Philippians 2.3 that he said in these words. He said, you know what? He said, be humble. Think of others better than yourself. Don't think only about your own affairs, but be interested in others and what they are doing. Amen. Thomas Aquinas said, to love is to will the good of another, unquote. And so when we look at that category of love looks out for others, to be devoted to one another, to give honor to one another, that third uh, 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 one, uh, uh, he says, be generous toward others, amen. And in it, we see verse 13, because he says, distributing to the necessity of saints given to hospitality. I'm glad that every one of us, we need to be generous with everyone, whether they're believers or not. But the Bible tells us that we should show extra generosity, that our first priority in giving should be for those who are members of our family of faith. But in Galatians, it tells us that whenever we have an opportunity, we should do good to everyone, and especially to our children, brothers and sisters. Charles Spurgeon said it this way, quote, and I quote him, Feel for others in your pocket, unquote. And so, love looks out for others. That means that we have a factor in the effect of our actions uh, that will have others when we take decisions. When we make decisions, it means that we look out for one another. 
It means that in addition to taking care of our own responsibilities and obligations, we look for the opportunity to bless others. Praise God. I'm glad uh, every one of us, when we look and realize that uh, God is so good, God is better to us than we can ever, ever be to ourselves. And so I'm glad that he tells us out of that first category, love looks out for others. Be devoted to one another. Give honor to one another. Be generous toward others. Praise God. And then we see that second category. Love seeks to understand. First of all, he tells us in that fourth commandment of Paul's commandments for Valentine's. Amen. He tells us we understand by practicing empathy. And I'm glad that here that we see this, that uh, in the 60s, Joe, Joe South sang words that every follower of Christ needs to imagine that are being spoken to him or her. He says, if I could be you and you could be me for just one hour, if we could find a way to get inside of each other's mind, if we could just uh, see me through your eyes instead of your ego, I believe you'd be surprised to see that you'd be, you've been blind. Uh, walk a mile in my shoes, walk a mile in my shoes, and before you abuse and criticize and accuse, walk a mile in my shoes. Love makes the effort to see the world from the perspective of others, to understand their hurts, their pains, their fears, their hopes, and their dreams. And we do uh, this, praise God, uh, as we uh, understand by practicing empathy, praise God. And so I thank God, uh, as he tells us, rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep, he tells us in verse 15. You know what's the best thing you can do when someone's hurting? Uh, man, just sympathize with them. You don't have to preach to them. You don't have to put their problems in perspective for them. You don't have to explain the meaning of life to them. Just sympathize. Just be there with them. Listen to them. Praise God. I tell you, when we look, a college professor by the name of Jesse Hines lost, uh, lost her father to a painful battle with bone cancer when she said that she was bothered by several of the sympathy cards that she received. Many people tried their best to talk her out of the grieving process. And it was as if people were trying to distract her uh, from the reality of what had happened, asking questions like, are you applying uh, to grad school? And how's your teaching going? And are you still renovating your apartment? Are you keeping busy? What she really wanted to uh, tell people is, uh, uh, basically, uh, people to say is, I'm sorry for your loss. She said, I didn't want people to tell me how I should feel. I just wanted to move slowly through the process of sadness. I wasn't ready for the chirping and the cherry person. That was all cheery, cheery and chirpy, chirpy. A lot of people come up and say, just get over it. Well, listen, if you ain't never experienced death and grief, you don't even know what you're talking about because it takes a little bit longer than just getting over it very quickly. And so she also said that she should learn from the elephants because elephants are known to grieve in groups. They, uh, they loop trunks to support the bereaved. And like elements, we should remain connected and aware of the hurts of those that are around us. Amen. This uh, uh, is uh, the thing that every one of us, as we come together, uh, when we uh, get a, a, a friend that has a promotion or a new job or whatever happens or a great thing that happens with their church family, we ought to celebrate with them. You don't have to remind them about all of the other things of life. You need to rejoice with those who rejoice 
and mourn with those who mourn. We understand by practicing empathy, praise God. And so, secondly, not only the category that love seeks to understand, that we understand by practicing empathy, but we understand by practicing unity. In verse 16, praise God. He tells us, Paul does, be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Well, I tell you, the word harmony that it implies to every one of us, live in harmony with one another. And so I'm glad that as we understand by practicing unity, amen, the word harmony implies that we may not all be singing the same notes, but we're still working together. You want to hear, uh, I tell you, a, a, a very powerful, profane, a spiritual truth. God wants us to get alone. And the psalmist wrote in Psalms 133, verse 1, I'm going to kind of paraphrase it, but he was talking about how wonderful it is, how pleasant when brothers live together in harmony. We won't all think alike. We're not going to act alike. We won't have the same interests. We won't have the same type of personalities. We're all different from one another as we can be, but we can still get along. We can live together in harmony, praise God. And so I'm glad that when we look and realize that how good the Lord is to us, amen, we continue on. That love seeks to understand that we understand by practicing empathy. We understand by practicing unity. But also in verse 16, we understand by practicing acceptance. Because when we look again at the word of God in Romans 12, verse 16, be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Here's a test for every believer, for every Sunday school class, for every church. Hallelujah. How easy do outsiders fit in when it comes to people who aren't as affluent or as intelligent or thoroughly of all the other giftedness? Amen. How easy do they fit into your clique and to your group? I'm going to tell you something. What distinguishes us? from those out there in the country clubs and all of the other hangouts in the world. I mean, if we're the kind of church where only certain people fit in, where have you been uh, in a certain type of order or a part of group that should not exist anywhere in the house of God? Because if we're failing in our call to love others, Love expresses itself by accepting others, amen. Love looks out for others. Love seeks to understand. And I thank God, every one of us, I'm glad that Paul's Valentine commandments, amen, when we practice them, praise God, it moves to the third category. Love takes the high road, praise God. Number seven of Paul's commandments of love, amen. He said, take the high road by responding to mistreatment with kindness. And so, I'm glad that when we look at it here, if you ever want to get totally depressed, boy, I'm going to tell you something. You could read something sad. Some people can suck every bit of the air out of the room when they come into it. But I'm going to tell you something. Every one of us, when love takes the high road, uh, we respond to that mistreatment with kindness, amen. And so, I'm glad verse 14 says, bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. For a good percentage of all of us, the worst persecution that we face is sometimes the occasional insult that we get from somebody. When it happens, how do you respond? Do you lash right back out at them? Try this instead. Smile. 
and say nothing about the insult and return a sincere compliment without sarcasm. Sounds almost impossible, doesn't it? That's how love responds to mistreatment, with a blessing and not a curse. I'm glad sometimes it's difficult to hold your tongue with some things that's said. But you know what? You can always be the example because they're reading the Bible of your life. And that's all that people have to look at sometimes. And so I'm glad that love looks out for others. Love seeks to understand. Love takes the high road, praise God, because not only does it take the high road in verse 14, take the high road by setting an example. In verse 17, Paul tells us, he said, recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. And I'm glad on the surface that sounds impossible because everybody doesn't agree on what is right, especially in the world today. But that's not what Paul is saying. Listen to me. He's talking about setting an example for others to follow. Okay? Listen to the King James again. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. Now, let me give you another version of that, of a, a translation. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. And so as the old gospel song says, your life is the only Bible that some people read. We need to remember always that our responsibility to lead by example, even during the time. You know what, Valentine's, when we uh, represent that love, it ain't just for our spouses. It's for all of those disgruntles, all of those that are out, that's around us watching our life. That's what Paul's uh, Valentine commandments is all about, praise God. And so, number nine, take the high road by practicing peace, praise God. I'm glad that love takes that high road because in verse 18, the King James says, if it be possible as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Again, the idea that God wants us to get along. Paul was a genius because the way that he phrased this, adding the clause, as far as it depends on you, is what he's talking about. Probably because nine out of ten times, that's enough to make a situation peaceful. If it be possible, he says, as much as life in you, live peaceably with all men. Everyone he's talking about, as far as it depends on you. That means that sometimes you overlook the offenses of others. And when you can't overlook an offense, when it has to be confronted, you handle it calmly and rationally without name calling, without insults. And it means that you give more than you get. And you accept this as part of a parcel of living the Christian life. And then finally, the tenth of our uh, Paul's uh, Valentine commandments. Take the high road by giving, by forgiving others. Amen. And I'm glad that when we look at that, verse 19 says, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place un, uh, but rather give place under wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Here's what Paul is saying. You don't have to settle your own scores. Oh, no, uh-uh, uh-uh. You don't have to keep track of who needs retribution and who doesn't. No, uh-uh, uh-uh. That's God's business. Amen. You need to turn that all over to him. It's his job. Your job is to forgive, to bless those who curse you, and to strive to live at peace with those around you. Did I say it was easy? No. 
It may not be easy. It ain't been easy for no one, but that's what the Bible and Paul is telling us from his Valentine commandments, amen. I'm glad that he goes on in verse 20 and he tells us this. He says, therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. But on down further to verse 21, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Keep all, heap these burning coals. Interesting phrase, isn't that? That Paul may be making a reference here to some kind of Egyptian tradition of carrying a pan of burning charcoal on somebody's head as a public act of repentance. In other words, by treating those who sinned against you with kindness, you help them find a path of repentance. You express love by taking the high road. That means that you bend, you overlook, you forgive. You don't even get even, even when the other guy started it or the other woman started it. As I close out, you know what? Here are Paul's Valentine commandments in Romans chapter 12. You may not be able to remember all these 10 points, but I want to remember how these commandments of love fit into those three categories. Look it out for others, seeking to understand where others are coming from and taking the high road when you're dealing with others. This is how you express of Valentine's love. And I'm glad each and every one of us, when we go forward, God is the greatest lover of all mankind because he gave us the greatest gift, his only son. He took our place on the cross of Calvary. He loaded up every one of our sins of the world on his shoulders. And there's no greater love anywhere in the entire world that is nothing like the love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is Daryl Bailey, Service for Christ. As we close out on this Valentine's uh, Day, I hope and pray that love is reflected in all that you do and say because you can preach a better sermon with your life than with your lips. Father, thank you for the love. Come and get your love. Father, I hope that we can have that love for our neighbors, for our enemies, for those that, Lord, that uh, wrongfully treat us, that curse us, that we can hold a tongue and try to set a mighty example. How difficult. But, Lord, if we're in the center of your will, it's not that difficult because you are the one that's in control of everything. Greater is he who is in us than he that is in the world. Save that lost sinner by our actions and by our love that we address on a daily basis. In Jesus' marvelous, mighty name, amen. God bless you.